13, where I'm oh, yeah. kind of like eating shitty food and playing Call of Duty. And it's like people yeah. are, co- you know, calling me slurs online. And I'm like, oh, it's, I'm home again. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just like, oh, I can't. I'm so happy I'm on Call of Duty and have all these people say these hateful things again. It's so lovely. Yeah, welcome. All the welcome back. All the twelve year olds, baby. <laughs> it's all twelve year olds too. It's, it's like I get really upset about it, and then I hear fucking shit Timmy doesn't Turner. change. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Hi guys. Yeah, it's howdy. Hey, we've it's it's been a while. We've been we've been dealing with things. It's hot. We have we have a we have a question this week. Uh, it's from me. Oh, uh, it's what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I, I think know. we had we've had so much. It's when when this first happened with the lockdown, we were all like, "Okay, so let's record soon because we have plenty of time." And like the great paradox of all this is, I somehow have no time. Yeah, like, I I don't know if it's a a mental, you know, depressive long, state yeah. that we're all going through right now, but I somehow feel oh my like god really busy and really unable to fit fit things yeah, in like to what no no to what? i have to watch i have to watch the next episode of succession i, I can't meet with anybody right i now. just started it exactly <laughs> you just started succession that's right yeah i'm on the yeah. second episode so oh, oh boy wish I could watch but yeah it's been it's been like like time ceases to be anything like i i thought about the fact that i have been here for over two months and it's like well, I feel like I've been I, I've been here a week. Like that is how much this dilation has just screwed with my internal clock immensely. A hundred percent. I mean, I was with uh, my roommate last night. And I was talking about how I was trying not to like drink during the weekdays, um, and he said, "Why?" And I uh, <laughs> what's a weekday? And I almost broke down crying because I was like, "He's right." I don't know <laughs> for the folks that are that happen to be listening. Um, Nick and I are drinking. Yes. And um, Billy has had At least a, it's a. My parents, uh, yeah, we're my, recording on a Friday my night. My parents don't drink, so. Dude, that's yeah. a. Th- oh, that's fair. I was like, I was like, it's six. It's yeah. fine. So I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking coffee at six o'clock at night. It's not an hour um, coffee, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. God, yeah, we, we made margaritas the other night. That was Ooh. fun. Mmm. So this at the very least, I'm like learning how to cook now. Yeah, you. <laughs> Me too. I've been forced to learn. You made curry exactly. Yeah, yeah. You made curry. Yeah, a little while ago with uh, Joe. Ooh. Oh, Joe. Mm. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I made, I made, what did I make recently? I made like a. Uh, we made we made breakfast for dinner one time. That's fun. We made like pancakes, waffles, yeah. scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage. We just like did a breakfast smorgasbord at hey, seven o'clock. Ten minutes ago, I ate sunny side up eggs because I was bored. Nice. <laughs> Full of, fully wasn't hungry. Didn't need it. But oh yeah. Oh, this is wreaking absolute havoc on my body. I know. I know. Like especially as like I'm a person who like as my my relationship with food is like not great. Like I've always been a bigger guy. And I've always been like, I'm, oh, I'm bored. What about in the fridge? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. I'm gonna eat this because it's enjoyable. And it's just no, I, I can't. I, I don't even want to step on a scale right now. But like, that's what a lot of people are going through. A lot of people are going through it way worse than I. I am. just discovered and I, uh, Ben and Jerry's s'mores. Oh, incredible! So oh my god, s'mores! How dare! How dare! Ooh. Have you had? Have you had? Um, have you done a lot of Ben and Jerry's, Billy? Yeah, I'm on like yeah. my like sixth 
like pint, not in the day, but like I was gonna say maybe like, <laughs> wow. in the, like during the quarantine. I just I, I've lost it. I want some like Cherry Garcia right now, something yeah. like that. But what I what I what I what I do come back to about like the unhealthiness of all this is if we come out of this like with bigger tummies, I think we did okay in the pandemic and we should oh, have absolutely. we should have that oh we should have that distance. You know, like, absolutely. Yeah. It is okay to gain weight. <laughs> right yeah, now. it's like it's we can you know, we can get into it and people have and especially as artists, but like I'm all for productivity. I'm a big fan of productivity and wellness and all that stuff. But the way it's turned into, this has turned into an extended wellness retreat for people where we all are under this pressure to maximize. Yeah. But we're maxim. What are we maximizing? We're maximizing a pandemic. Yeah, this it's a yeah. pandemic. It's normal to not. He's like, what anything. am I? Right. Like what? Like especially us. Like I was just talking to um, an old uh, family friend of mine whose son is a lighting designer, what? and and was like kind of on the edge. He had like done a couple off Broadway things. He'd been reviewed a few times. He was like on the edge of breaking through. And then this pandemic happened. It's like there's no more industry. Nothing. Like actors can still do like self tapes. And writers can still write. Directors can direct readings. Yeah. Uh, but like tech and designers, no. They're, they if you can't get in the theater, you can't really do a lot <laughs> with right. your lighting stuff. Like people like like the, the the big challenge for everybody in this industry coming out of this is going to be like, you know, one, are we going back to normal? And two, how do we do that? How do we help everyone else who's not able to? you know, go to live theater, who's not comfortable going to live theater, like. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I think, I don't know. Start yeah, a reading I, group. That, I'm like. Start a reading Yeah, yeah. We get a play group going or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there's these, there's these substitutions that you can do, but it's never gonna be yeah. the same. I mean, like, I love, I love the Zoom stuff. I'm glad that we're trying. You know, these play readings, like, staying engaged, it's just not the same thing. It just makes I me can't, sad. I can't do them. I no. can't do them. It, it, it actually I makes me whole, upset. There was a thing in the New York Times about, um, like, why... It was basically saying, like, why Zoom calls make you uncomfortable. Mm. And it was, like, definitely an experience that I've been having of, like, I get off a Zoom call with someone, and I was like, oh, it's so fun to see them, and I feel more anxious now. For yes. Some because, and it's because it, it went into this whole, like, neurological thing about how, like, our brains are just complex, like, reaction machines. Mm-hmm. And we base, I think it was like 65% of that on body language and eye contact. Right. Where, and like on Zoom, you can't, you sometimes aren't getting eye contact. So you sometimes, sometimes someone's webcam is all the way on the right side of their monitor and they're looking at the screen to look at you. They're not talking into the camera. Or like, you know, there's a lag or a gap in communication where like people are talking over each other, you can't understand anything. And like your brain just doesn't know how to react to that. Right. And so it ends up being like confused and angry and doesn't really know how to feel. And it's like, I, yeah, I feel that. And with theater, like you lose so much I know. of that. I know. Like it is an inherently collaborative medium, and it's really, really hard to do that, right, through a camera, right. Which is why, like, there's only one thing, one thing that I've seen so far that did okay with the medium of Zoom in making a narrative. And I, I haven't seen enough because I just, I, it's like you, I don't like what Zoom does to my head. Um, yeah. They did a Parks and Rec return episode. I did watch that. Yeah, which I actually thought was cool because it acknowledged Zoom 
it was like mm-hmm. they were pretending that they they were the characters in the pandemic reaching out to each other. So that worked when you acknowledge it. But when it's like, I see that Stephen Adley Gerges is doing like a reading of Our Lady of 121st Street, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. word, that's sick. But it's still, you know, Bobby Cannavelli with his bookshelf behind him talking about being a hardened, yeah. hardened cop. And I'm like, I just disassociate from that. Yeah. That's, that's not real. And plus you're at you home. Know? Plus you get too comfortable at home and you like get distracted too. It's not the same. Yeah. I can't. I yeah, my mom's f- having a meeting in the background, and you know, my sister's making lunch. It's like I. This is not what I came here to watch. No, and the people that have to um, be in school on Zoom. If I was a kid and I was twelve, thirteen, 14, any age in school through yeah. Zoom, I would fail. I. Uh, my sister's don't. taking BFA acting courses on Zoom. Get out! I know. Yeah, I know. Like she, to, to her credit, she just showed. Um, she just showed us her her final scenes yeah. that she just did for her life for if you know to end off the school year, um, and she did a scene from Proof, which is like if you're gonna do a Zoom right. play, like that's one that can work really right. well. It's like it's four it's four characters, one set, right. like you don't need. And they were just like talking to the camera. It worked really well. She told a story about a couple of people in her class who were like passing a joint during a scene, and they passed it through the camera. And like the other person picked it up from there, and so right. like people are like innovating how to do this, but it's still it's it's no substitute, and it makes me sad because I want it to be a substitute. Yeah, I want. I, yeah, we all want it to work. I I canceled my acting classes, and they were doing Zoom. And one thing, it was a money thing, and two was like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I yeah. couldn't bear to do it. It's also like I'm I'm fatigued and lazy and probably depressed as is most as are most people <laughs> as are right? most of people yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah what are you guys doing to like what's what's your engagement level in the day like what is your do you do nick do you have a fully i haven't talked to you as much as i've talked to billy do you have a full schedule in your day do you have a to-do list uh i usually i've never been like a to-do list kind of person like looking at everything laid out in front of me is usually more likely to make me panic right um so usually on like a, you know, on a day-to-day thing, I wake up in the morning and I say, this is the thing I'm going to get done today. Mm. This is the thing I'm going to work on. Mm. And it's never, I don't have trouble doing the small things. They're usually like bigger projects. Like I just started this new piece or series of pieces that I'm trying to work on that like, you know, some days I'll wake up and I'll feel really inspired and be like, that's what I'm going to do. That's mm. what I'm going to do today. Mm. I'm going to work on that. And some days I wake up at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and I feel sick and bloated and gross and depressed. And I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go through my Netflix watch list and just go, (laughs) just like burn through that baby. I know. Yeah. And like, and, but that's still accomplishment for me. Like that's still something that can leave me at the end of the day. I'm like, I did something. It feels good. What about you, Billy? Um, Oh, well, I've been uh, actually making it a, Making an effort to get up early every morning at like eight thirty and just getting the day started. That's nice. Yeah, early and stuff like that. Um, I usually, I think I've discovered that I'm more now like a morning worker and like wanting to do projects mm. in the morning and take the rest of my afternoon to like kind of like you know do this sort of thing and uh, watch a mo- watch put on a movie or go for a walk. Um, and kind of like I want to just grind it out for like that first five hours of the day and then have like 
if I can the rest of the day to like, you know, read a book that I want to read or uh, yeah. read a play or, uh, and I've also been part of this group. Uh, we meet every Tuesday nights on zoom. It's called the uh, actors synergy mastermind thing. Um, and it's basically like a group of, yeah, they, they put you in a group of like six people and, uh, it's pretty much an accountability, uh, like, 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 like an accountability group, but geared for, for the arts. So like, you're, you're either a writer or a director or an actor, more majority are all actors. Um, there's a couple of writers in the group too. And you make weekly goals and like, it's up to us to be on top of one another. Like, Hey, did you add the reel to your website? Did you, did you finish that act? Uh, did you write a pilot? Did you, you know, and, and it's just, and then instead That's of excellent. saying no, cool. it's like, yes, you know, you gotta like, we pump each other up. And if you don't get it, like if you don't do your weekly goals, like all of them, it's okay. Cause right. you know, you're not perfect. You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna miss something during the during the week, but you trust one another that they're gonna get it done, and you have each other's back. And it's just been really good. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That sounds yeah. really healthy, and I I want one. <laughs> Shout want out one. to uh, Tuesday Night Lights. It's my group. Hey, nice. Uh, pandemic or not, I think that's just a great. Oh, absolutely. System. Yeah. Everyone needs somebody to like, but like annoy them like a pest. <laughs> you know, have you them. done um? Have you done morning pages, Billy? Uh, no. What is that? Mm. Oh, okay. Morning pages are one of the the best things that I learned at NTI. Um, it was in my in our class with uh, Malik Work, um, who's just a fascinating, amazing human being. Um, who taught basically this class on like writing and art making as a kind of spiritual thing. Mm. And like your mind, your body, your soul, kind of like use it, utilizing those things and like keeping those things in harmony to make yourself a better artist mm-hmm. and like using your kind of spiritual side to put into the work. And like, I'm not a very spiritual human, but like that, it just landed with me. And his mm-hmm. big thing was morning pages. He was, and he was like, get a marble notebook. Mm-hmm. And first thing you do in the morning before you get dressed, before you brush your teeth, before you check your phone, before you do anything, you write three pages, stream wow. of consciousness. Don't erase. Don't think about it. Just write for three pages, and it's something that I that I'm not that I'm not usually that great at, and I wanted to get back into it, and I'm really hoping to kind of get another notebook and get it started going. But it's basically just to clear out all the shit in your head, yeah, before you start the day. Hey, uh, uh, Nick, I'm holding you accountable for doing that. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> I want to hear by next well, po- like I, next podcast. I want to hear that you did it. You had three pages. I will show you. I want six I will pages. Show you all the pages. Sometimes I will fully cop to. Sometimes I wake up in the morning being like, I don't want to fucking do morning pages. I just write like lyrics. I'll just write down lyrics with three pages and just That's fill funny. out the page. I'd write really big sometimes. Hey, what if you know? What if you're singing a song Smart. in the morning? Write it down. Exactly. Fuck. Like that gets it out of my brain. You might have the next American, great American musical in your hands if you did that. I know. Sing right? some Evanescence. Ugh. Right. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh boy, that's pretty good. But yeah, that's and Andre, you you said you're playing a lot of video games. 
Yeah. That's, is that your is that your go to? Is, is that my that's my answer? Doing um, Warzone, quick scoping some news. Hell yeah, I'm Warzoning. I've yeah, I've we talked about this before we recorded, but I fully revert, reverted to my twelve year old, you know, hormonal hormonal self. Like wake up and play COD and <laughs> yeah. uh, just scream fuck a lot. Get cussed and, out. Um, just get cussed <laughs> out by tiny little twerps. Um, I don't know. I I started how most people were, where I was like, "Holy shit!" Like opportunity. Like I was like this. I'm going to frame this mindset. And I still sort of believe that. And I was like, I'm going to burn, which I have done. I'm going to burn through all of my watch list. You know, like that was a big thing. I'm going to get a six pack of abs, not beer. And like, (laughs) you know, like I was like, I'm going to get back into meditation. And I've done some of those things more or less, but I've been, I'm nor I'm very unforgiving with myself about goals. And oh, yeah. like with the pan- and not meeting them, and with the pandemic, I've set a lot of goals to sort of keep me busy, and that's just like compounded uh, yeah. the sadness that I feel and the general. That's what I said. Yeah, <coughs> that's why I don't make to do lists. Exactly. So I think I I really fucking like scratching off, checking out boxes. Like that's yeah. what most of it comes yeah. from. And I like I really like the feeling when I do reach checking off the boxes and being done with it and being like. Well, I guess I can kind of do what I want now because I yeah. did. I like did today, sort of like what Billy was talking about, like getting your shit done in the beginning of the day and sort of riding a like coasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I really get really mad and sad when I don't cross up all those things. Yeah. So, I, and uh, a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing is like it's like, hey, we all like no one has been through this ever. Yeah. Like, like on the planet right now, no one has done this before, and we are going through trauma, right? And right. so, like, you are forgiven for not for for both like feeling bad about how about like how what your your own like personal goal setting, but all, you're you're okay with feeling bad about it, and also okay with not doing it at all. Like, right? It is okay. Yeah, everyone is allowed to do what they need to do to just make it to the next day. Yeah, it's okay. To- yeah, I, I agree, and I appreciate you saying that. And that should always be said as a man as a mantra for this time. I think mm-hmm. I I'm gonna stay right. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you guys as artists, but I think the whole world can feel this way. I know, particularly as an actor, I don't think I've really like had the time. Maybe there will come a time where I can like really mourn, you know, mourn in a healthy way the loss of my of my of my of my career right now you know like yeah. like a, a healthy morning i don't mean to plummet into despair which which people can and will do and they're entitled to but i think like i'm going to need to mourn um yeah mourn all the projects on off broadway the little pop up art shows the like one person performances that were being planned like it chokes me up just even talking about it like this because yeah. there's so much hurt, like so much loss. Yeah, and so and, much. and you know, I I hope that you know as a community and as an industry that we 
that you know the people that are in charge of such things will take a second and go hey he, this is like you know this is an opportunity to be bigger and better you know yeah. let's not do let's not do the 13th revival of you know of of uh almost main <laughs> like let's not right. do um you know like we don't need to to do those things and like some people are, did have you know their big break coming up and got it taken away from them by matters completely out of their control yeah and you know hopefully we can there can be more space after this more you know more availability um mm-hmm. like i mean like frozen just closed right like today or yesterday which is insane yeah that a disney show was like well we're not making enough money and right just fucking dropped off the face of the yeah. earth and it's like maybe yeah. that's an opportunity for someone else to do something new that that's so true because what what is a silver lining is when everything comes back and theater can come back people will see whatever the hell it is like oh my God, you know yeah. whatever like nobody we don't need to drag people to the theater cuz they're going to be running to the theater even when so jobs if you want to put on if, when you want to put on like the most insane revolutionary forward thinking progressive minded slave play times 500,000 like <laughs> you could do it cuz people just want something people will watch paint dry right now oh yeah so yeah yeah i i think like there's so much i've talked to people who really think that actors are uh, really, artists are really conceited, and actually, they and I don't think people understand how little most, uh, how little money most artists make, especially when I think about like the the lighting person that you were talking about before we started. Yeah. About, like, people assume that everyone is on Broadway and everyone like like that we're all there. I got a text from a friend of mine. Sorry, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a thing here. I got a text from a friend of mine who I I, I love to death. He's a money guy, but he texts me. He says. I hear Broadway people earn $2,300 a week. What is this whole starving artist thing that I'm hearing all the time? Like, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's just... They're that's, in the major leagues, wow. man. That is, that is the... <laughs> that, that, I mean, yeah, they represent 5%, not even 5%. I, leagues, I know. I, you know we're, we're the minor and, leagues. <laughs> and, I, and I said to him, like, 2000 sounds like a lot of money, and it is. But when you think about the fact that most Broadway shows maybe go a month, maybe yeah. two months, like that's a short spurt. And then most of those people don't go back. It's sadly all in the hands of the critics. You know, that first month, yeah. you could be previewing that first month, yeah. and then that opening night, you, it better be a good show that opening night. I know. Yeah. And sadly. I don't really even know why I brought that up. I just think that there's, um, um, we're not all freaking like Patrick Page. And Andre de Shields making money and we're fine and we shouldn't be worrying about us. Most of us work working class jobs and then and then do art because we love it. Yeah. Or people that get the one job and then, you know, the one job on a show and then it runs for and then, you know, it runs for years with or without them. And they get still get a tiny little cut of that. Right. And, you know, never have to work again kind of thing. Right. But. It's yeah, and and like it's it's a hard thing to talk about. I mean, like we've talked about money on the podcast before, but like, you know, this is making it so much more clear that like, no, we just need we need to talk about it all the time. Like none of this. Oh, it's impolite to ask how much someone makes. Like, no, I want to know how people are paying for apartments. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Please tell me so I can do what you're doing. How? Or like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how is this working? What are you making? Like, who is paying you so I know what 
that is and right. so if that's it then people can demand higher pay like this is now right. fucking andrew yang is fucking laughing his way oh my God, through this yeah. pandemic talking about everyone deserves a thousand dollars a month and everyone's like andrew yang you idiot yeah and now here we are getting twelve hundred dollars a month check signed by the president oh yeah like no but and, so, and, and, and but like go ahead that's the kind of thing we need to talk about just making may, may, you know I, we i'm getting that money into my bank account and i'm not gonna go fucking spend it andre didn't no. uh, nile say that uh con edison is not like gonna kick like not gonna turn people's power off if they can't pay yeah they, they're not allowed to turn people's power off until like august which is good um i yeah. think what, what what you're what you're hearing about like a lot of we, we can go into the politics if we want i don't know but um <laughs> republicans saying like um we can't that these people like people like us are now making more money than ever now that we're on an unemployment and like now and it's like may may i am actually through unemployment probably statistically making more money than i did before but well, i'm absolutely li- yeah. yeah but i'm living in like like why should we be so like, how dare us want to live in, com- like, some level of comfort? I'm not making $10,000 a day. Like, I'm making enough yeah. to not worry about paying my bills. I'm That's sorry the- I can't be the my pillow guy. It- literally, right? So it's like, wow, <laughs> like, God forbid I have $300 extra in my bank account. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I am absolutely making more money than I did working my two jobs. In Pittsburgh, like, is I, that a bad thing? No, I know, and, but and and I'm not doing the thing that I want to be doing with my life. Right. It's like I am making money. I am still unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> still no <laughs> finger guns. Finger guns at Congress. Like, yeah. You thought you could fix. You thought you could catch me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess what? Money doesn't solve your problems, even when it's just unemployment insurance. Oh it's man, I want to work again. I know. Preaching to the choir. I'm at least. I'm at least. I'm. I'm reading. I'm watching. I'm finally writing again. I finally good a fucking idea that I feel like is worth a damn. I'm contemplating like eight different careers that I might try to pursue. Good. Looking into agency, which is wild. We haven't talked about oh. like agents a lot. Agents. Yeah. On this podcast, but like, I think I could be a really good agent. I was about to say. I think and so. I learned that. To be, like, a literary agent, like, if I wanted to represent playwrights or, like, writers in general, you can just fucking do it. Fucking do it, man. I don't think you need, like, a license. Literally, literally, you do not need a license. I could go on my Instagram page right now and say, I'm an agent. Currently (laughs) accepting accepting writers. (laughs) And I just, I can do that. But isn't there a union, though, for agents? There has to be. For talent agents, you need to be like a registered, right? Like registered, but like uh, most, most like a lot of agencies start by just one person going, "I'm going to be an agent now," and then they find people and they get them jobs and they take the ten percent and they maybe find other people who want to be agents and then they have an LLC. Oh, okay. Ah, kind of like how it goes, but like I don't know, maybe dude, a business degree dude, would help. Or dude, okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Uh-huh. This is yes, for, for you. Go good for you. Uh, company name, Pen Inc. <laughs> ah. ah. Has it been? Has this been made before? This joke. I, I, I don't know. Done? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I will. I will pay you appropriate royalties, Andre. If I end up using that, yeah, he gets the idea. <gasps> Pretty good. 
pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, and like, I, I, there may be a bigger need for agents after this than there was before. I think so. Oh my god, I, I don't know. Again, this is me basically looks like seeing random things on television and going, I can see myself doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, deciding, like, like I was watched Barry, I finally caught yes. up on Yes! Fantastic show, and like, so- Sally's agent came into the fray and was like, being really helpful and good, and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> I know Sally's Sally's arc is much desired right now. I would yeah. say, yeah. I'm so glad you're watching that show. That's great. It was fa- it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a, a question because I'm like something I'm thinking about a lot with the stuff we're doing, which all sounds very similar, right? Like we're reading, we're watching, we're intaking. It's very passive, you know. It's it's and. It's research. It could be research. It could be informative. But I never feel, I think we can all agree that like as artists, if I stop, if I don't do, it doesn't matter how much I take in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm really mm-hmm. worried that there's like a rust and um, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm, do- nobody feels like they're doing enough, obviously. But I feel right. like I'm watching movies and reading plays and I'm like, thinking that that's um, enough. And I know enough is very um, heavy during a pandemic, again. But, like, I just don't know how to go past passive artistic work without just doing Zoom readings, which is fine. Again, I just don't know what's the other thing. If you don't want that, like, what's another thing that you can do as an actor... As an as a playwright, um, I mean self tapes. Yeah, I know that's what I know. A lot of people are doing are just like building up their self tape library. Yeah, of like finding a monologue for every occasion, and just building up yeah. a library of stuff. But again, that does feel kind of like that does feel kind of passive. Less um, so. I mean, definitely less passive than just kind of like watching movies, but. I, I know the feeling, like, even if I was more of, like, a performer or an actor, I would also feel kind of weird about just, like, I'm just gonna spend my day standing in front of a camera and reciting this one monologue 30 times. Right. Until I like one. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like work unless you're, like, right. doing something with it. Right. Which is what I feel about my plays. It's like, I could write 30 plays during this pandemic. I could be, like, in Shakespeare and write King Lear. But I can't go anywhere. <laughs> no right. one's gonna put it up. No one's gonna you know, publish it or anything like that. Right. So, you know, yeah, it, it's, it is just, it's a, it's a fucking waiting game. I think that's my fear is like the waiting. And then it's say it's September 1st gates are open, you know, go to an audition or a class. And I'm like, wait, how, the f- how, how, how do you do this again? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, wait, yeah. Like, just and I, I think there's gonna be like a um um what's the word for it where it's like um they're just everyone's gonna be easy on everybody in a certain way. Oh yeah. At the beginning, I think, about like yeah. just general professionalism, or at least I hope so. But Yeah. I don't know. I, I worry. Yeah, when about... you when you have when you when you have spent the same time out of work as, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> right 
<laughs> it's like neither of us have done this in quite a while. <laughs> now let's see point. how the tables how yeah. the tables are laid out. I think that Billy and Leo are on the same page now. Same level. <laughs> You're at the same starting point now, Billy. No. No, you're ahead of him. You're ahead of him. Billy's just ruefully shaking his head. No, no. Um, yeah, like, it's it's the kind of thing of, like, we have no idea. People whose seasons have been canceled. And, like, a lot of those people, like, you know, we might open up. Broadway might open up on September 1st. People might start doing their stuff on September 1st. A lot of people have canceled their fall seasons already. Mm-hmm. Which makes it like, oh yeah, we're open up, but their season, they won't even start production on the next season until January. Right. March. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at like remote internships where it's like, great, uh, you've worked remotely for me. I will never meet you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can Zoom. <laughs> I know, like Zoom meet, but then like I haven't been to the office. I haven't been in an office setting. I haven't been you know, random stuff like that. Like, stuff that, you know, people are going to have to say, like, hey, it's okay you don't have this. Like, all those seniors. Right. Graduating. Who got their theses canceled. Who got their, you know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, you have, quote-unquote, done this. But you haven't right. done this. Right. I think what you're going to see, just to speak to, to, to film, probably to theater, too, you're going to see a lot of, like, skeleton crews of work oh, yeah. that opens up September where it'll probably be uh, an actor, a director, a DP, and, like, a lighting person and sound. You know, like, there's going to be no extra bodies on anything now, obviously. Oh, yeah. But particularly with, like, I wonder what a theater's going to be like, right? Because you got to have a lighting oh, designer. Yeah. you got to have a costume yeah. person. Like, you you got to have all these things. Um, yeah. Can you imagine the first, like, onstage, like, romantic scene after this? <laughs> They're gonna like, wave, wave from thirteen feet away. I know, and like, and if they do end up like kissing on stage, people are gonna be like, "This is uncomfortable. I don't like this." I know. Well, Such what do you, what, brain. what do you guys think about the death of the handshake? Do you, are you like finally, or are you like? Oh my god, Aw. absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, a debate. Billy, I'm the handshake. Do you want to keep like, shaking hands? Connoisseur. I, I, I love the handshake. It kills me. I mean, I I like it. I think my biggest problem with it is that, like, especially when, like, meeting, like, quote-unquote, important men. Yes. Specifically men. Because it doesn't matter for women. It just doesn't. No. Um, fucking a guy, like, an older gentleman in a nice suit who I'm supposed to try to impress. If I don't death grip his hand, he'll think I'm a child. <laughs> I know. It's really... And, I, and I'm fine if that goes away forever. If you don't death grip me, I'm doing yeah, right. Well, but like, I just, I don't need that. I will gladly, I will gladly co-opt the bow if we are allowed to do that. I will do the young Frankenstein elbow shake. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I'm, I've been saying this to Olivia a bunch. It's like there's a contingency of people that are like alive right now who will never go outside without a mask on. Never again. Never. I might be one of them. I don't know. Like, I'm like, until we know how this shakes out, like, I might not ever wear, not wear a mask in public. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, I was, I was, um, I was raised like that the handshake really mattered. My dad really drilled that into me and I wasn't good at it for a long time. And then I really worked on it and like I really bought in and I still sort of like see it as like a ceremonial thing. But I also, I totally agree with Nick also that it's just like a display of power and dominance most of the time. Yeah. And, um, 
which always made me feel uncomfortable. So it's not it's even funny, a. You, you know, you know why people originally started shaking hands? Gun. It was a gun thing, right? Sword. Yes. Yeah, oh, sword. Like so shaking your hand shows you are unarmed, and like you put it out, and like you show your whole body. Right. Usually, like put your hand on your hips, so you push your jacket away, so you right. know, anyone it's can like see a that you're unarmed. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's a display of like I am unarmed. I come. In, I come in peace. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's. We can do that without shaking hands if we want to. You no, know, you both gave me good yeah. handshakes when we first met. I remember. Uh, the, I remember oh, both Billy. your handshakes. You know what oh, I do? Yeah. I, I I don't mean. I do remember bad handshakes more than anything. Oh yeah. Which I think like where people give like the most weird ones that I'm like, whoa. Which it doesn't matter. Again, like I co I like I bought into it. I'm more sad about the death of hugs. That makes uh, me really yeah, sad. That's yeah. That's, you know, handshake is just like a stupid whatever thing. But like hugs. Fist pounds are fun. But like, I felt like fist pounds are always for like, you know, germaphobes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, fist pound. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to touch me. I I went for a a walk today through Central Park and there was this uh, young girl that was like dribbling a basketball, like actually really training and it kicked off her knee and it went by my foot. And in normal times, you know, you like pick it up, you throw it back, you wave, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kick it back. And I just, I f- walked by because I'm not supposed to touch her shit. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, it was really oh, weird. She was playing I was, with gloves on. Like, yeah, she wasn't. So I was like, yeah, right. so, like, this might actually be like a rolling uh, disaster here. But also, but also I was like, I can't, I can't do that to you. I would normally pick yeah. up a ball and give it back to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we are gonna have to. Yeah, does this mean you know, you know what I? What? Yeah, you know, you know what I am most kind of in fear of, not mm. most in fear of, obviously, but like, can you think of the number of like movies and TV shows that are gonna come out? They're gonna be entirely Zoom based, yeah. even even after the pandemic. Like their whole Unbearable. conceit is gonna be like it's all done over Zoom. It's like Unbearable. I, I don't care. Man, I don't care. We're not gonna get one. Peaky, we're not gonna get Peaky Blinders until like twenty twenty two. I know. One film that it did zoom right before it was cool, made into a movie, Unfriended. The horror movie. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Was that the one with John Cho? No, that is called Searching, and that's also very good. It's with a computer. That's another weird one. Oh, okay. I'm thinking the about first friend, one, friend Request, I'm thinking. The, okay, well, this first one is called Unfriended, and it's a horror movie about uh, a group okay. of teens that are like on a Skype call. And they get a mysterious person that, like, enters their Skype chat. Is that why they're like, I'm in the dark web? And, like, is that one of those when, like, the dark no. web was super big? No, no, no. It was, like, a, a disgruntled, dead teenager haunting uh-huh. them and puts these games on all of those, like, you have five seconds to admit who in this group chat cheated on her. Or oh, or person okay. B. Person okay. B dies. I have, Actually, I have faint memories of this. friend request I, I stopped watching. Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, unfriend is but pretty I have bad too. That. But like, yeah, but like that, you know, at what was once a gimmick will now be, you know, seen as like, you know, like I, I guarantee you, there's gonna be some Oscar nominee that's like, and it's done over Zoom, like as some oh. sort of prestige drama, and it's just gonna be like, I just don't, Good I don't God. need it, I don't need it, leave it, leave it at I the don't door. Like it. I don't like it. Yeah, and here's Tina Fey live in her dining room. <laughs> and yeah, and of course I'll say that, and then fucking like 
David Lynch will make an awesome Zoom movie or something, and I'll be like, Ugh, if there's one man that can do it, it's David Lynch. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, he could figure it out. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm the Zoom thing is gonna suck. I'm, and I'm not excited about all the books about it. I'm not excited about the movies. I'm not. I'm like really not looking forward to people pop cultureizing this. Yeah, it's like how everyone, let's think of people talk about how like they're thank God Glee was was done before Old Town Road happened. I feel like it's gonna feel like that <laughs> sort of That's thing. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, that is so funny. Yeah, I I've actually made it to pass them going back and watching Glee, and oh my God, if that came out today. Um, oh God, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see? Did either of you guys ever see Contagion? Yeah. I saw it when it came out, like way long ago. Yeah, I think I saw it when it came out. Ah, uh, so I saw it a month ago, um, and it is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I'm a- um, yeah. and <laughs> extreme, extremely on the nose, very stressful. Uh, they basically predicted this entire thing. Um, you know, I, I was actually going to ask to transition to a small little segment of like, what's the best thing you've seen so far in quarantine, and like. The thing that was most kind of unnerving for me is I watched Philadelphia for the first time. Oh, oh, the the film about um, AIDS. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, and Denzel Washington, and like Tom Hanks. Yeah, and won Tom Hanks' first Oscar. Right, and like I get like dealing with like, you know, people sometimes don't think about like, oh yeah, the AIDS epidemic. Like it only affected a small portion of the population, but it was devastating, and the effects are still felt today. And it was really like a, you know, there's like, there's the scenes where Denzel Washington, because he's kind of uneducated about the whole thing, doesn't want to touch Tom Hanks. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. That's, this is kind of what that was like, but we didn't know. Yeah. You know, we, right. we were only alive at the very tail end of it. Right. And, and it's, yeah, and so that was just, it was harrowing, but also like, beautiful movie. Holy shit! Amazing right. movie, right? Yeah. Well, that's that is a good, that is a great. Is is that your your tops? Of that's probably my pick for for best thing I've seen so far in quarantine. Let me check my box. Wow. Oh. I you know I was just looking at it because I have seen so many movies. Mm. Um, are we only picking one, Nick? Uh, yes, your your favorite one you've seen so far in quarantine. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just like it is stupefying how many movies I've seen. This is why you do. Oh yeah, I've seen you. You guys have been going through it, but I've just I'm on just my my, my regulars. I do like well, I, my I, might, I said at least I want one a week. Yeah, one a week is good. Um, shoot! Every time I go through my list, I add more freaking films. Shit. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sure this is really thrilling to everybody listening. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we're looking God through, damn yeah. it. Okay, I just went through everything that I've seen. So now I have my top picks. Um, okay, 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 okay. Um, my favorite movie from quarantine so far. Damn it. I don't like saying that I didn't. Ah, damn it. Um, <laughs> I saw E2 Mama Tambien. Oh, oh, with yeah, Alfonso Corn, and um, really took my breath away, man. I, I was just shocked by how much I loved it, and um, I watched it. I watched it with my 
by myself first. Oh god. Um, and it is, you know, I mean, to people who haven't listened to it, it to watch it, it is the horniest movie I've ever seen, probably. Right. That's my that's my my boy Alfonso. My boy another Alfonso, another Mexican. But I, I mean, I thought it was amazing. I mean, those two actors grew to be have become big influences now. Um, but the, she, the 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 lead uh, woman, was incredible. Um, Alfonso Cuarón did Roma. Um, did also did also did a Harry Potter movie. He did. Yeah, the Goblet third one. Of fire. Yeah. No. No, he, he did, did Azkaban. 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 Yeah, which and, is you know, like and, uh, and gravity and um, children of men. Um, children, oh, I love that movie so much. Yeah, um, he's he's yeah, got there a was great... a, there was there was a streak at the Oscars where it was just like Mexicans won everything. Like three years in a row, it was like Inyaritu and Cuaron and Guillermo yes, del Toro, like all won stuff in like this span of like three years. And I was like, yes, great filmmaker. The Mexicans take honestly, over Hollywood. Two thousand and sixteen, I think, right? Yeah, the Revenant and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was Revenant and Birdman, like that was when Inyadu Two was getting his like hardcore stuff in there. Yeah. Wow, Revenant, Birdman, Shape of Water, yeah, quite a run. But yeah, Itumama Zombie yeah. is my pick. Yeah, nice. Billy. Oh God, uh, we're only doing one pick. Yep. Yes, your I, I favorite in quarantine. You have to bleed. <coughs> oh man. Oh man. Why do you do this to me? Okay. Uh. Oh shit! There's so many. Mm. I would have to say, "Gun to the Head." I would have to say. I was like, "Oh, Gun to the Head, good movie." Mm. <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley. Ah. I oh my! I enjoyed the hell out of that. I wanted that to like go on forever. It was just. Is that a Matt Damon? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, Matt Damon, like imposter yeah. syndrome and shit like that. It's just, yeah, I- identity shit. It's like, whoa, good old Matt. Obsession. Yeah, that's right. I know. Right? I've, ne- how, I've never seen that one. Have you guys seen any? Uh, how about the worst movie you guys as guys have seen? Uh come on. Ooh. What's the worst one you've seen? You know, I've tried to see things that I've only been told were good, so I feel like I didn't. Yeah, me too. I, like I, never, I never hated. I never. Oh, hated. I've got, I've got mine. I've got mine for sure. Um, <laughs> I it was just because I caught it on TV and left it on. I was doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, but the 2019 Hellboy. Mm. Oh shit! You that saw was, that? Horrendous! <laughs> Horrendous! Oh my god! Especially because I love the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy. And it's oh, like, me too. Talk about talking about suffering by comparison. Like, why would you even try? <laughs> Why it's such an iconic like Ron Perlman was born to do that. And like also. it's basically just because they wanted to make it rated R and it did it no favors. Mm. And Daniel Day Kim deserved better. Um What's the guy's Ian name McShane deserved better. Yeah. <laughs> like it What's was that? it was just not good. The CGI looked terrible for that movie too. Yeah, CGI was terrible. And like again, like Guillermo del Toro, the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy, almost all practical. Oh yeah, like people in masks and suits. The and makeup they look so was good. insane. I know, and it looks so so good. I I have I have two picks. Do I have to pick one again? I have to pick one, don't I? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, 
So I saw a movie last night that is so bad that it is wonderful. And it might be like <laughs> one of those like Nicolas Cage movies that we go back and it's like, is, this might be the best acting or the worst. I saw Capone. <laughs> I saw Capone, the new... Oh, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, and it is so bad. <laughs> and Tom Hardy gives like the worst performance. I heard about most, that bloated like i heard he i heard he literally shits his pants not once but twice yes the most (laughs) of the movie thank you for confirming yes i can't confirm and he's spitting into a bucket for most of the movie and looking up i mean you can't understand anything he says that's the whole movie and it's actually kind of brilliant it's a performance art sort of thing that i actually recommend people seeing but it's bad also i I know it's um go ahead what? No, say yours, say yours. I also, I just need to throw in, I saw Get Him to the Greek, and I fucking hated it. Um, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. In the extended Sarah Marshall universe. Yeah, I was like, god damn it. Yeah, everyone needed um, that. The, the, I saw the the director of Capone's, it's Josh Trank, right? Yeah, a guy who did Chronicle and Fantastic the, Four. The, famous, the famously, like, golden child after Chronicle, and then made Fanforstic another movie that no one fucking needed. No. Um, and like had his very public falling out with the studio and like he, said that he made a movie that he really liked and the studio said, no, you gotta do this. And he like was apparently not going to work in Hollywood again and now made another shitty movie. So maybe a, he was just bad the whole time. I think he was bad and he stumbled on, he, he stumbled on gold. Um, you know, he, because of Fantastic Four, he lost his directing job for a Star Wars movie. Which oh, I yeah. thought was hilarious. But it, it is it is cool that you can tell it's a weird story because it's the last year of Capone's life. It's none of the gangster stuff. Yeah, it's very yeah. quiet character study. So it's kind of cool. It takes a risk. Uh, yeah, I'd say it, that's like ripe for like an interesting. What they get him on tax yeah. evasion? Yeah. No, they got. Well, him that was like, when he got finally ar- arrested for tax evasion. Yeah, he went to yeah. uh, Alcatraz. Well, got him sent to jail. Yeah, he got he sent, to, sent, sent to Alcatraz. Alcatraz, baby. He didn't die there, no. Yeah, San Fran. Did he die in Alcatraz? No, no, he this, got out. His he? last year, he had chronic neurosyphilis, lost his fucking mind, and died of r- multiple strokes. Yeah. Yeah, they said he was like, like he had the mentality of like a 13-year-old or something. Like oh, he some, straight up yeah. was not. Yeah, not sure. Was not there. Yeah. It uh, was, I, I felt bad for Linda Cardellini because she had to wake up next to him shitting his pants and called Oh, out. no, Linda Cardellini? Oh, yeah. I'm watching, her on, Ma- I'm watching her on Mad Men right now. I oh, love she's her. she's so good. She's so good. Yeah, she's Velma. Okay, give you guys your picks. Your picks. Okay. What about you, Billy? My okay, I got a few, but if I had to do the one that was just excruciating, it it was uh, Netflix original, Coffee and Kareem. Oh, I heard that's bad. (laughs) Oh my god, it was insufferable. When when the title when the title when when the title stands for the most creativity that went into the movie. Which is what I've heard. Like they, those characters are named to make that pun title. Yeah, uh, it doesn't doesn't give good vibes. I don't think. Yeah, it was awful. No, it looked really bad. Yeah, yeah. Don't. sorry, Billy. It's all right. <laughs> uh, is that? Do you guys watch Too Hot to Handle? Yes, I am on the last episode. No spoilers. Oh, it's so good. Francesca sucks. I d- I I waited. I really wanted to hate it, but I ended up liking it a lot. It's wildly entertaining. It's so trashy, but actually turns into like, oh, these people are growing. Exactly. 
They're actually changing. Uh, I can't believe that I'm drinking the Kool Aid on that. Show. How about? I know, right? I feel so. I feel horrible. <laughs> I feel like absolute molten trash. Have you guys seen any documentaries this uh, quarantine? I have been watching um, Trial by that? Media, actually. Trial by Media. Oh. I think I've heard Trial of it. Media. It's a. It's on Netflix. It's George Clooney produced. Oh. Um, it's all about like the media coverage of like famous court cases oh. and how it affected. The actual proceedings. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's cool. Um, like they did the like the subway vigilante was one episode. Oh wow! Like the guy oh, in wow. New York who just like shot four muggers on the subway and then ran and then was like hailed as a hero, but also like they were four black teenagers, so it was like, is he a racist? And it turns out he super was a racist. Um, but New Yorkers were still like, I love this guy. Keep our streets safe. And this was in, like, you know, like, the early 90s when New York was, like, really bad. Right. So, like, right. So it's, it's really it's interesting to see, like, how that plays out. It's also one of my favorite documentaries because there's no narrator. It's all done through clips and sound bites and talking heads. Like, there's no, like, there's no overarching, Morgan, you know, outside Morgan voice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I watched, um... I've been watching The Last Dance, the ESPN Michael Jordan documentary. I want to yeah. see that. Uh, which, even if you're not a basketball fan, it's just, like, is cool and captures, like, 90s pop culture. Yeah. Um, so, I recommend that. What about you, Billy? Uh, I watched on uh, HBO uh, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. Oh, oh the, um, the, the, the Elizabeth Holmes. Theranos. Theranos. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was... I, I read the book too, Bad Blood, um, and it, it was the documentary is kind of based on it. And it is fascinating. Yeah, the, the thing I'm working on, the thing I'm working on right now is like documentary format potentially. Oh, that that's cool. Super cool. Yeah. I will keep. I'll keep you all posted. It's, it's still in its nascent stages. There's um. I really want to see Crip Camp on Netflix. Apparently, that's really good. I've heard it's fantastic. Crip Camp, and really yeah. sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the subject matter is, it's got to be pretty sad. What is it? I figure. It's about a camp in the 70s, I think? Mm-hmm. 60s? Uh, it was like a, I think it was a summer camp geared towards disabled children. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's just a, one of those heart wrenchers, you know? Oh, okay. If we're recommending documentaries, I have to recommend two that I recommend to everybody, which are the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Oh, right. About the magician who was diagnosed with cancer and like made right. a whole tour about it and then didn't die, right? Um, <laughs> and it gets fucking it gets fucking crazier from there. And three identical strangers, three identical Whoa. strangers. Oh, okay, yes, both three of identical. which are on both which are on Hulu, I think. Right. Mm. Yeah, I got Hulu, yeah. Billy. If you need it. Okay. All right. Uh, when I move in. <laughs> hey, hey, guys! Uh, to our listeners, Billy is moving in with me. Yep. We are. Yay. Yeah. Hooray. Which, which means we just need to get Nick. Yeah, and then we've got only two people to coordinate recording schedules. Well, I'm excited. With. It's oh great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Speaking like, of, we have we have a Patreon. Oh, that's it is right. Still, it is still up. It is still active. Um, you know, it is it is hard times for all. We understand, but we are hoping to get some bonus episodes up on there. Some film commentaries. Um, you can join at uh, different tier levels. You get different stuff, but you will always have our undying love and affection if you become a patron. Um, we're really trying to get this thing off the ground and get some more, get some more ears on us because we love 
ears. <laughs> I didn't have an end to that sentence. <laughs> I had no end to that pitch. Um, it's about time. It's about that time. So it's. I want to thank Petticoat for making a little theme song, a little <laughs> theme tune. Uh, I want to thank Corinne Stanley for our logos and such. And I want to thank uh, you guys because this is great. And I'm glad I can talk to you guys during this. Yeah, good to see you this guys. awful time. Nice to see I'm, you I'm glad. I'm glad you're 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 healthy, Nick. Give my best to your I, family and to. I will. Give, course, give my best to Olivia and your family. And yeah. to to you and yours as well, gentlemen. Thank, thank you. Man. All right, we love you all. Love you guys. Ciao. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.